how long before we tell Brett that he's muted? Just don't. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the anachronon... I fucked it up already. Anachronon... I'll say the word. Anachronistic. Arborist. So, gentlemen, how are we? What's everyone up to? Brett, what are you doing? (laughs) Analyzing how, how good at words... I have been up to, I posted the video finally the other day of the best hatchet because Steve forced me to make a better one or make the first one, uh, which was fun. And thank you for sending me the footage, Steve. That was very, very good of you to do. Um, It was a fun video, but I definitely edited until 630 in the morning and then posted the video after I set an alarm to wake up in 30 minutes to publish it. And I woke up three hours later. So, you know, things went according to plan over the weekend. Uh, And since we've been back at work yesterday and today, we're in full blown production mode for the TIG welding classes that are happening this weekend and next. So we're putting the barn back together, putting the barn back together. And then, uh prepping a lot of the workspace and just getting everything in order it's it's really just a bunch of run and gun organization and cleaning right now that's it nice sounds like busy 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 not so much fun times yeah but i'm i i will say i'm still kind of riding the wave of the hatchet coming out as well as it did i'm i'm proud of it it is the first one that i've done from from essentially scratch and it was really fun uh, looking back through <laughs> looking back through all the footage from the uk and all the fun comments that people are saying like it's so funny to see al lurking in the background I'm like that's what <laughs> that's what al does and then uh, a very large amount of people terrified that i'm holding the drift while alex strikes <laughs> yeah i did notice that it's really funny to just go, I can't believe you trust him that much. I'm like, if there's anybody that I trust to not <laughs> demolish me, it's going to be a giant human. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair shout. Uh, speaking of lurking in the background, Al, what have you been up to? Since when did you become the physical type? <laughs> <laughs> Those boards don't work on water. You need power. You got to have power. Oh, fuck. Uh, Get ready for an hour of this. Yay. (laughs) Uh, Al's drinking his dinner again. No, I'm Um, having jammy dodges. (laughs) Okay, there's jammy dodges as well. Because the Guinness is full of essential vitamins and iron, and the jammy dodges are full of... Best ever Deliciousness. Recipe. Yeah. You've had a haircut. Ooh, it's very smooth. Uh, so, yeah, what have you been up to other than getting your haircut? <laughs> getting my haircut is a bit of, a, of an exaggeration. Did, did some push ups. <laughs> um, yeah, how about them uh, holocaust doors, right? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so uh, this weekend I was back down in dirty London um, as Ooh. my friend. Yeah, boo. Um, no, my friend was having a barbecue and it was nice just oh, going cool. to see all the. Um, it's the last of my friends to get married. Um, and it was kind of like a little sort of engagement party thing. But basically, all my other friends were there and they're all married and they all have kids. <laughs> and it was basically me and him were like the last two bastions of like hanging on to our childhood and it was it was, it was, it was great like we all we all fired up the uh the webbers and just cooked a hell of a lot of meat um nice. and then basically went to waited till all the kids went home and then just got absolutely smashed um but yeah it was nice it was a good good fun weekend um so this this kind of season in the uk is um it's sort of end of year shows at um at all the all the universities so there's a lot of um Colleges putting up their grad, post-grad shows, uh, undergrad shows. Yeah. Um, so basically last week went up to the first one of those. It was really good. Um, it's an opportunity to see kind of potential new designers and people we could like maybe get in for internships. But for me, that's not why I go. I go because basically you just see some cool shit. Yeah. So like the um, I go up to Wait. the art college and, and like I'm, su- I'm supposed to go to the to, – oh, you could say, Brett, you could see some serious shit. <laughs> Um, obviously, I, I go up there, and I'm, I'm supposed to go sort of straight to the graphic design uh, class and, and have a look at all the graphic designers and see who we can poach for a job. But basically, there's so much more interesting courses up there. Um, like, I love seeing the animation um, because people do crazy shit from like um, full on stop frame to puppetry to like claymation to like digital animation and beyond and like interactive stuff. Um, it's really sort of innovative and groundbreaking. And there's a really good illustration course at Leeds, um, and the just seeing kind of how people take illustration in different ways, different medium is really fantastic, and different cultures as well. So seeing like there's a huge international um, student population in the UK now because that's the only way that universities can make money yeah. is by charging thirty grand a year for <laughs> international <laughs> students to come over. Um, and what's great is that means that the classroom is basically like a fucking melting pot of, of 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 cultures and especially when it comes to something like illustration so i was up there on friday and basically seeing things like scandinavian illustrators next to german illustrators next to japanese illustrators next to like like traditional british illustrators um and it was amazing and then seeing what people were doing with tech as well so there's one guy whose work alone was amazing um it was really ornate really detailed really like fine like almost like comic book art um yeah. like cover art but then there was an iPad on the wall next to it, and you picked the iPad up and you held it over the images, and the images came to life, and they were all just so like everything just started moving. And I was just like, but it, but like as if you were just looking at it, like augmented reality. Yeah. It was fucking stunning, oh, wow. um, awesome. and that was cool. But then there's there's this course, and I, I get a fucking boner for it every year. But basically, it's called surface pattern design, um, and basically, I think it used to be called textiles, but it okay. kind of got to the point where not everybody wanted to do textiles. So the bulk of it is like just really nice screen printing on yeah. on fabrics and a lot of pattern design. So a lot of people doing it basically to then just go on and sell textile patterns and, and like wallpaper patterns and things. Yeah. So a lot of it's kind of like repeated, very floral, <laughs> very very illustrative, but really fucking great. Like really professional for student. Yeah. It was like you know really high benchmark. Um, but this year there was just people really pushing it and it was like really taking it to like different materials, three dimensional surface pattern. So, like, getting, awesome. like, illustration and pattern stuff onto other surfaces, not just flat things. So, just, yeah. just beyond the screen printing um, and really getting, like, different materials and stuff. There's, like, beautiful uses of metal and wood and, 
like really nice um where you turn copper green i can't remember what it's called the Atina? no there's a french word that's got the green in it for green but i can't remember yeah. um but um yeah just seeing like basically what young people can do given the opportunity and given the the um the equipment as well so you like yeah. kind of take it for granted when you're at uni that there's all these amazing facilities um and if you're just like let free like what you can actually get what you can achieve if you if you ignore your tutors <laughs> um, <laughs> ignore all the briefs and just push things um so yeah I'm, I'm always impressed so that was last week then then next week there's the other uni in leeds i'm going to so hopefully that'll be a little bit better on the graphic design front as well because they're a bit more a bit more design led um, but yeah it's, it's always a good time of year um everyone gets very excited yeah i'm not gonna lie that sounds really really cool and i kind of wish i had free time so i could come up and have a look mm. quits his job no free time <laughs> no free time you also get free you also get free wine at these, hey! these affairs so yeah, not complaining. Everyone loves free Do they wine. throw apples at trees? Because there's no soggy toast in trees. Not that kind of soggy toast. There's no uh, soggy okay. toast in trees. Okay, okay. Uh, Steve, yeah. what have you been to? Thanks. Other than throwing soggy toast in trees, you are you holding? Are you holding an aluminum banana? Right I am. <laughs> just yeah, it was on. It was on the desk. I couldn't help it. Uh, what have I been up to? Uh, this week has been another hectic one. Um, we had another show uh, started on Thursday. So we went down and had to be set up um, Thursday morning for a private viewing Thursday afternoon. Um, but it was uh, it was the Bobby Tracy craft fair. Um, I hadn't actually heard of it until um, six months ago when Alex said we were going to be at it. Um, but apparently it's basically like the, um, high-end craft share craft show in the UK. Um, so I went down not really knowing what to expect. Um, but there was a couple of massive tents like in U shapes, um, with, uh, small booths for lots of little craftspeople and artists and, and things like that. Um, and we turned up and we kind of set up and did our thing. And I wasn't really that bothered about going in and, and seeing everything um, on the Thursday because, you know, I just wanted to get set up and, and get things going. Um, and then Friday I actually got the chance to go in and actually have a bit of a look around. And there was some absolutely stunning pieces in there. Um, some really, really interesting uh, things that people were doing. There was, um, it's funny you say that about uh, the illustrators. There was a um, an illustrator from Falmouth, or that studied in Falmouth, um, who just did like these really simple um, pen and ink drawings, but they were beautiful and captivating and so simple, mm-hmm. but but worked really well. Um, and yeah, did that. Uh, got absolutely pissed on for three days solid because <laughs> the weather was shit. Um, so we did almost no uh no have a go sessions so i lost money by being there um just because like having to pay for food and stuff like that um ended up losing money but the shop itself uh did really well sold loads of stuff so we've now got another manic couple of weeks um in the workshop ready for the uh black deer festival that's happening not this weekend next weekend 
Um, so, yeah, so the next couple of weeks are going to be mad going for that. But I specifically said to Alex that I needed a bit of time off this week because normally I just have the Monday off uh, after a festival. Um, but I took Monday and Tuesday off. So Monday I did, uh, I, like, caught up on a couple little bits. Uh, today was in the workshop and actually filmed a video. Hooray! Um, yay! <laughs> uh, except the uh, the kind of project might have broken at the end of it. Sorry. <laughs> just because I was doing the finishing pieces. But <laughs> I've clamped it up with a load of wood glue and I'm sure it'll be fine. Maybe. I'll see you in the morning. Um, fine. But yeah, that's it's going to be a fun... Well, I say fun... Uh, the video itself kind of leads on to some other stuff uh, for my patrons, which I'm really excited about doing because it's going to be, it's just a little project that I'm kind of passionate about. Do you um, keep yourself promotion to your own fucking time, please? <laughs> this is my fucking time. No, fair enough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I'm really excited about it because it, it's, it's doing something that I've talked about doing for a long time. So I'm looking forward to getting that kind of finished and done and out there and it will be explained when the video comes out. Mm. Um, but yeah. That's kind of it. Nice. It's been, yeah, it's been good. It's been fun. Good. 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 Um, yeah. So. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, that, that we're going to go. I, I, uh, I wasn't really paying attention when we talked about the uh, topic. I was talking so, to Tim. Any, yeah, some some of the, the keen-eyed listeners among you may have realised the, the random Back to the Future quotes. Obviously, this is episode 88. Um, oh. um, so we won't go down the, uh, the, the the fascist German route with this. We'll go down the uh, the speed of a DeLorean. Um, and we actually intended to have a special guest on this week um, uh, and talk about electricity. Unfortunately, our very own uh, Jeremy Ash. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, due to technical, ironically, electrical <laughs> device problems, um, he was not able to make it this week, so he'll probably be on next week. But Brett, you had a great idea for a topic, um, something that we could theme in to episode 88. Yeah! Um, I'll, I'll try and do my best to re-explain a, again redundancy. Um, I'll, try, I'll try and pay attention this time. Okay, all right. So, based on the fantastic series of Back to the Future, um, one of the things I've always wondered about time travel, especially in their universes, if you can't interact, if you were able to go back in time, but you cannot interact with yourself because it would. Are we talking like end game rules or Terminator rules? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a tough oh, Futurama one. rules. Futurama rules. <laughs> Al's his own grandpa. Um, <laughs> You, whatever, <laughs> figure out what you want. I guess take it as as we're discussing. You can tell me which rules okay. you want to adhere to. But as far as the Back to the Future stuff goes, if you could go back in time and at least observe yourself, or maybe try and put some things in place to better your situation without directly interacting, because you know you would create an alternate universe mm -hmm. based on Doc's beautiful break in the storyline of how Biff takes over the universe. Um, that's why you don't gamble back in the past. Uh, what, what could you do or what moments in your younger days, 
maybe they maybe there is time travel already and you feel like you were influenced uh in a really weird happenstance in your past or if you could go back now knowing what you do is there a moment or two in time that you go oh if i would have just when i flipped that coin if i would have just made it fall off the table and flipped the other flipped to the other side that could have changed things indefinitely Hmm. I'm I'm gonna classically take two totally different approaches to this because <laughs> have at it. I did a shit job of explaining. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's it's a good shout. Do um, the Back to the Future thing yeah. and do the back. Um, my gut instinct would be like, don't change anything. Yeah, because otherwise yeah. we wouldn't be here. Like, like everything's led up to this place. No matter how miserable things were, or how shit things were, or. Or missed opportunities like oh if only they kept on to that fucking bitcoin it would be worth 20 grand now um you know like, um so what who gives a fuck you know it's gone crab spilt milk um but that's kind of the, the the easy way out to say that um i think there's fucking a million things that i could have changed sometimes like not just change for the better either like sometimes just like maybe change for the worse so you learned a bit more from them or changed mm-hmm. um so you could have done something better you know like just like spiritually better like you you had an opportunity there you made a decision you know the theory being that every decision that you make creates another alternative universe yeah so like so everything but it's way more complex than that but like if, if that is the case then um all the kind of decisions where where you, you went you went down one route instead of the other route like i love just randomly going down the wrong road just because what if I didn't? <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> um, and it's always that kind of that junction in the road. And it's like, which way do you take? Like, I, I love that. I love that opportunity. I, you know, even going back and changing that and just taking a different route, literally, not just figuratively, like just the way you go somewhere. I think it's super interesting and super exciting. Um, and the, the 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 journey could be different every time, and I love that. So I would go back and I would think about things like. Um, how I got to the job I'm in. So like the course I picked at university, for example, it could have been any course. Cause I, I literally just opened up a book and went and it happened to be graphic design. <laughs> I could have picked, I could have picked any course. Um, yeah. cause I was just literally, I, just, I, I need to go back to school. Um, so it's more, it's not that I, I'm not happy with the outcome. It's just, I love the adventure and the journey. So I, I want to go back and relive a different adventure. Yeah on a different journey it's like brett when you like play a video game for the second time round, and you choose something slightly different and it completely changes mm-hmm. or you choose a different character to play out with and all of a sudden it's a completely different experience yeah. so it's not necessarily that i want to go back and like oh i wish i'd have done that and, and then we'd have been happily ever after it's like <laughs> no it's just i wish that i could have experienced twice as much as i've experienced yeah or 10 times as much as i've experienced and yeah. there's no way of doing that because we're all going to die but if you can go back and just replay things like Groundhog Day, like Groundhog Day is meant to be this like fucking nightmare, but it's on. It's like to me, it's like absolute heaven. Mm-hmm. Like you get to just to, to, to try something different every time. Yeah. You're in a restaurant, you try like something different on the menu each day. Like the, that's that that's my idea of heaven is is being able to go back and and experience more than I did the first time. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I love that. Uh, that's a great way of putting it. And I, 
a hundred percent agree. Like my gut instinct is to just say, no, I, you know, I'm in a fucking great place right now. I'm the happiest I've ever been. Life is good and all that. And everything's led to this and yada, yada, yada. But I, at the same time, there are things that I would love to go back and, and do differently. Like, um, and, and even that splits into two different things because there's, like you say, there's, there's the boring shit of, uh, you know, I, I wish I had actually bothered to go to university instead of just going out and, and getting a job straight away. Like I, I would have loved to have gone back and done um, like engineering or like mechanical engineering or something like that. Something that now I know that I would find useful and I'd enjoy and I, I wish I'd actually studied. You see, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the fucking opposite. I'm like, but, I wish I hadn't gone to university at 18. I wish yeah. I'd have gone and just gone and worked in fucking mechanics. Well, well that's something. the thing. <laughs> that's the thing is I, I'm saying like that is the, like that's kind of like the sensible yeah. like second thing. But really what I wish I had done is done exactly what I did um, when I left school and just gone out and dicked about and <laughs> played around. And I just wish that I'd kept, kept doing that. I wish I hadn't, um, hadn't kind of fallen into that trap of thinking, Oh, well, I've got to get a proper job and I've got to make money and I've got to do this and blah, 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 blah. And I wish I'd just gone, nah, fuck it. I'm, I am going to go to uh, America and work at the summer camp over there for <laughs> three months. And, you know, I'm, then I'm going to go up to Canada and I'm going to work in a, um wildlife park for six months and then i'm going to go to new zealand and work in a bar for a year or whatever as a like and (laughs) and and just kind of travel around and and done more stuff and and lived a bit more because i i wanted to do a hell of a lot of traveling when i was younger i still want to travel everywhere now um but i didn't do it because i was like oh no I've, i've got to meet these goals i've got to hit these targets as it were um whereas now i'm like actually no that that doesn't matter they those things that society says you have to do don't matter but the problem i have now is that i already have these you had girls uh, targets hey goals oh goals i'll go meet these goals (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh pipe oh pipe (laughs) but uh but yeah and and now you know i have responsibilities and shit and i can't just drop everything and and fuck off for six months or a year. I've got to actually deal with life. But yeah, so I, I think that's kind of what I really wish I'd done. I think there are moments in my life that I can remember. Um, I wish the outcome would have been different in a similar fashion to what Al's saying, or the, we're all just agreeing with each other. Here we are on our podcast, just agreeing. Uh, I like... I like where things are now. And like you said, we wouldn't be here if things hadn't gone the way that they did. Um, They were talking about a scientific phenomenon or, or a theory. I can't remember exactly what the terminology was, but I know a similar uh, terminology in quantum physics. Yeah. Sometimes I look up things. (laughs) Uh, it's called the observer effect. Yeah. And even the idea of just observing an instance can change the outcome, let alone physically interacting with that. If we were back 20 years ago, what could we physically change? Or, you know, could you, could you just throw a branch in the middle of the road 
so that it stops you from going down and, you know, twisting your ankle on the side of the street because that's where you decided to ride your bike or like me rollerblades because rollerblades were super cool <laughs> still are um you know i i tore my knee in high school playing sports and trying to play football which i look back at now and i i still don't really know why i did it at age 17 or 18 in a s- small town america that's just kind of what you do or there's an expectation there in my town where you you play sport and maybe you go to college afterwards, try to play sport there. But I hate that I tore my knee when I was 18. I'm going to have a rough knee for the rest of my life. And, you know, there's moments like that that come up of, oh, could I have just done something to to just influence myself not to do that? Because even at that point in time, I was questioning playing soccer instead because, I was more interested in it, but they happen at the same time uh, in the school year. So you had to pick one or the other. And, you know, soccer is way more intensive on your legs anyways. Maybe I would have just ended up tearing my leg over there. It would have been the same outcome, just in a different sport. Bit of a final destination. Like, you can't can't escape it. (laughs) Yeah, you can't escape it. If you go back and change it, you can't escape it. Exactly. Uh, But I I love this this observer effect theory because like we've all said there's something nice about where things have come through all the bullshit and all the ups and downs that all of us have experienced um i kind of wouldn't trade it and i feel like i've hit a very good point in my life where the sum of all the parts equals this so i get to have i get to have the podcast with you guys i get to do this youtube stuff i'm doing what i enjoy doing working insane amounts of hours and um, still being, you know, kind of on the broker end of things, but much happier. I'm so glad I've, that it I've all got a question for that then. Cause that, cause that, that would, that initially was my original answer as well. Like the, where we are now, I'm happy. I don't want to go back in time and change anything. Um, and that seems to be like a recurring theme. You know, we're all kind of quite, no matter how rocky the road was, we've gotten to here and this is fucking yeah. great. Um, and we often talk about like future, future Brett and future Steve and past Steve and like, oh fuck, fuck Al, Steve. you're on the show too. Fuck, 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 fuck future Steve. Don't worry about him. He can do the pots. You know what I mean? I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna finish this cider. Um, and this kind of like twisted, like trinamic that we've got between the three of us of this past, present, and future version of ourselves. Um. But it's just on to me now talking about it and thinking about it. Like, is there, a, is there a, like an arrogance attached to that like, where we think that it's great now just because we're alive now and it's like almost like a defense mechanism? Is like, is, is future all going, no, it sucks. Like, there's so many things you need to change. Like, <laughs> fucking stop resting on your laurels. Like, you missed a fucking opportunity just then and just then and also just then. Like, stop fucking around and being so complacent. Because, now you're going space balls on the situation. Because, like, Ten years ago, I probably had the same mentality. Ten years ago, I was probably like, "Oh yeah, I wouldn't change a thing to be here where I am now." Yeah. Twenty years ago, I wouldn't change a thing to be here where I am now. Is it just like, is it just the mentality of present Al that that thinks that? I mean, I or is I life just getting better as we get older? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because, like, for for me, uh, if you'd asked me the same question five years ago, then fuck yeah, there's so much I would have changed because. I I was not in a 
in a happy place then. Like, um, but we. But my the, point is, uh, were you were aware of it then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. That, that's what I've, I'm saying. Is like, it, I was, I was not. I didn't want my life to be where it is. If I could have gone back, then there's so many things that would have changed. Um, but I, I, I know now that actually, like, it was um, fucking Joel on the that other podcast uh, asked the question. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, he asked um, if, basically, if you had a, a, a trust fund that, that came in now, what would you do? And uh, and Mike didn't answer the question because he's a dick. Um, so I was kind of thinking about it, and I was like, actually, if I if I had, like, a, not a huge, ridiculous amount of money, but if I had, like, say, 30, 40 grand coming in, Every year that I knew. See, I, I, I love I love Americans because, like, I'm pretty sure, like, one of them said, you know, if you had like a decent, just a just a normal income, like, oh yeah, like, like 150,000. Like, what? what? <laughs> you had five times my salary. Yeah, you know, just enough to get by. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I like if I had like 30, 40 grand coming in, then what what I would do is I would I'd travel around uh, to see other makers other people other other shows um i i'd make stuff in my shed i'd hang out with my friends and you know i'd I'd spend time with jazz and i was like hang on at the moment i get paid to go to shows (laughs) and make stuff and interact with people and get to like get to show people this fucking craft that i'm so passionate about and all of this it's like i'm i'm pretty sure i'm living my dream but I, I totally get what you mean by, oh shit, am I resting on my laurels? But I don't think any of us are in that position at the moment because I think even though all of us feel like actually I'm in the best position I've been in for a very long time, we're all very aware that we've we've busted our balls to get here. Um, and I think we all still are. Like we're all fucking hustling. I don't, I don't think any one of us gets uh, more than a couple hours off a week. Like, and... I think looking back at it, we'll we'll all be able to look back and go, "Fuck yeah, that was hard, but it was good." Like rather than going, oh, "I should have done this or I should have done that," it's it's being able to look back and go, "No, nah, fuck it, I I did everything I could. Yes, I made a couple of bad decisions, but I still made those decisions and I still put that effort in." Whereas, let's say five ten years ago, I I wasn't making decisions, I wasn't putting effort in, I was just kind of okay. floating on. I. I'm going to not veer away from that, Steve, but but I always thought of it more of as, as sorry, I always thought of it more as collection of data or, or what you've observed and been able to kind of make mental notes of for however long you've been in a more developed mindset in terms of what your life, what you want your life to be, what your job could be, significant others what have you when Al brings up something like, do you think it's just present us looking at it as, Oh, we're in a good spot right now. Or, you know, I'm glad things have gotten me to here. It's because we have the perspective, right? Everything's easier to look back. Hindsight makes an ass out of uh, two turtle doves in a bush. But I think that everything that's gotten me to this point and everything that I mentally note and and really 
try and keep track of, of what happened when I made that decision? Well, this happened. Well, what happened when I changed my life and did this? Well, this happened. The more I can keep that data in my head, the easier it is for me to make decisions going forward. So yes, based on my experience up to this point, as rocky of a road and, and all the ups and downs and things like, you know, the sport injury when I'm young, you may have your shitty times, but I know compared to then and 10 years of adult experience, relative adult experience, I know I'm in a better space mentally and emotionally and financially. I don't give a shit. I pay so little attention to money nowadays because it's going to, it's going to be a constant stress. I don't know who in our age group can walk around going, you know, if I was just making 150, like a normal deal, that is insane to me. Um, I can't even imagine what it would be like to have like a nine to five job making that much, just, you know, working 40 hours a week and having vacation time and benefits and all of those things. Dental. Yeah. I like knowing all the good and the bad that's come out of the last, you know, 15 or 20 years of, of being a bit more grown up. Um, but if I wasn't able to keep track of the decisions that I made and the outcomes therein, I, I don't think I would have the perspective that I have now. Yeah. I, I am still aspirational. I think we all are. I think it's, we're all striving for the next thing or the bigger thing, or we want to be able to be happier with our time. But because this episode is all about our silly references and everything, time is absolutely the most important thing that we've all got. And no one's ever got enough of it. We spend all day long and all night just working and whether it's a day job and, and trying to make stuff as a hobby or some of us that are lucky enough to actually make things for a living or be uh, teaching classes, Steve, you know, or doing the events. That's all. It, it, it's amazing, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to retire at age 50. It doesn't mean that things aren't going to be hard anymore. It just means that your time is now able to be more or less valuable based on your decision. Like, are you going to take an entire Saturday off because you're like, fuck it, I deserve a day off. So be it. That time is valuable to you, even though nothing gets done versus Al, who's going to pull a 22 hour day for the 15th day in a row because he's got a lot of stuff to do. And then all the output that comes from it with people getting design work and, uh, you know, John D. Harvey's branding and everything like that. That's all on his own time. That's super valuable time that he's choosing to spend on other people. That that perspective doesn't come until you've gone through enough experience to realize, like, I spent my time horribly when I was 22. Now I feel like I spend my time as best as I can, given my current circumstances. So I, I had a bit of a an epiphany when I read Watchmen for the first time. And when Dr. Manhattan's talking about his relationship with time, it didn't seem far-fetched to me. He basically, like, he lives his entire life at all points of his life. So he is both having this conversation now, he's having the conversation we had last week on last week's episode, and he's also having the conversation at episode 101. Yeah. You know, and th that... It's only human perspective that is putting time in this linear thing. Mm -hmm. So 
when I when I first read that, I'd never consciously considered that before, but it it dawned on me that that is how I think about things, and that is my relationship with time. So I don't think um, that the hour I wasted, the, the, sorry, the hour, the <laughs> seventeen years I wasted playing Final Fantasy VII was a waste at all. It it was just what I was doing then, and it was yeah. no different than what I'm doing now. You know, it's it's the same time. It's just a loop. Like there's no there's no oh shit. I wish I could go back and claw back at that time. Like <laughs> fucking Langoliers. Like it's disappearing behind me. Oh god. Like you know, it's <laughs> what a reference. <laughs> it's that that isn't what's happening. I see time as this this. It's it's always happening. Yeah. So I I I, I, I kind of defend myself and refrain from from having this kind of. Um, panicking existence of the like oh we're gonna run out of time like it happens at work like i see it all the time like people just fucking stressing and panicking about how little time they have and yeah. it's like well if you spent less time fucking <clears throat> moaning about how little time you had <laughs> just got on with it like it doesn't matter like yeah. you don't turn off the electricity at fucking midnight you can keep going like there's not you know there isn't actually a fucking deadline supermarkets are not going to close forever if these biscuits don't fucking go on the shelf. <laughs> Like <laughs> what we're That's doing brilliant. on a day-to-day basis is fucking, t- you know, yeah. unless you're a doctor or a nurse where something is really, really time sensitive and people will die if you don't fucking resuscitate them in the next 30 seconds. Yeah. You know, but even then, if you want to be really fucking cold hearted about it, there's going to be another patient next in the next 10 minutes. <laughs> so fuck them. Um, but yeah, so I, I do. Maybe have, not I, that one. No, not, not <laughs> I do. I do have this 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 weird kind of, of overview of, of of my life and time and stuff. But the, the 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 bit I struggle with and the irony in that is that I have no memories before like sort of eight years old. Yeah. So I have no memories of my childhood. Um, I have no memories of like anything like parties, friends, anything like holidays or anything. The the only memories I have are like from photographs, yeah. and I think. Growing up, I thought that I had those memories, but I didn't. I'd just seen a photograph. So mm. I can't remember anything. I can remember the other thing, like a smell or a sound. Yeah. Um, but they're like reptilian brain. That's like, you know, that's 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 nature. That's 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 chemical. There's not really a lot you can do about that. Um so I to Brett's I think original question at the start of the show is like about observing and going back in time. I'd fucking love to go back in time and just and not in a creepy way, just like <laughs> watch little al yeah and try and understand where his madness came from where his obsession with things came from where his weirdness came from where his feral yeah. side came from like because i don't know i Again. just for all intents and purposes i woke up eight years old yeah and, and started just like climbing trees and stuff so i don't know how i got there yeah and I'd, I'd love to go back and just even if it's just like as a as an uncle just spend time with this kid yeah, and and like learn from him, and and why have you got that relationship with language? Why do you? Why is that your sense of humor? I think I, I I'm fairly confident that I speak to speak for everyone that's listening when I say we would all fucking love to go back and see Tiny Al because <laughs> it'd be fucking brilliant. <laughs> but uh, God, but yeah. I want to see you shave your face and do like a mini series of where you're a <laughs> child version of yourself. <laughs> No, not, Sorry, not even shaved face, just like full owl head, just like a <laughs> tiny body. Just, just put some like huge clothes on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, what was I? Oh, yeah. Uh, so it, the reason I stuck my hand up when you were talking about um, 
people stressing about uh, time and stuff like that. And like, oh, I've got a deadline or whatever. Um, so although Monday was a day off, I still went into the workshop to just give uh, Al a hand. Because uh, basically we, we got back from the um, the festival uh, Sunday night, uh, packed up um, in the pissing rain um, Sunday evening. And literally as we closed the door, the... Uh, sun comes out and it's all nice and hmm. sunny again i was like fuck but uh but yeah so got got back late sunday night unloaded the van because it had to be back um at the depot first thing in the morning so we had to drop it off that night and it was just dump everything there so i went back monday to just give him a hand just sorting everything out um and uh and while we were talking we were trying to figure out how much can we get done before the next festival so it was right this is all the stuff that we ideally need to make. This is how long it takes. This is how many days of work we've actually got. Um, like if you can, if you break down the days that, or what, what me and Joe can do in X amount of time sort of thing. And, um, and I'd said to him, Oh yeah, I ideally I need Tuesday off cause I've got a load of shit I've got to catch up with. Um, and he said, yeah, no, that's fine. And he was looking at it and we worked out, um, and we're like, okay, we can actually get all this done. And then he suddenly remembered that we'd missed off an entire page of um, stock that we needed to make. It's like, oh, fuck. Actually, we can't get all that done. And he just went, yeah, all right. Well, we'll, we'll make what we can make. And, you know, what, what we can't make, we, we won't take. It's, it's that simple. And I love that. And that's one of the things that I fucking love about working with Al is the fact that there is no... Ah uh, well, we we've got to pull in like we've got to pull all nighters and stuff like that. Like he's just like, no, what what we can get done, we'll get done. Mm. But yes, don't be wrong. When when we're in there, he's he's going to be on it. He's going to be the, the, we're not going to be fucking around in the workshop sort of thing. Oh. We're going to be there to work. But he's also he's not going to stress about the fact that if we haven't got time to make something, then we haven't got time. It's that simple. Yeah, I think the idea of it takes as long as it takes. Or it's going to take as long as it's going to take to finish this thing is a, it's a brilliant sentiment, which I, I know the world isn't going to shift over to, you know, in terms of I would like a quality good, please. And I would like you to produce it. And then I will give you money in exchange for the thing you make me. However long that takes, let me know, you know, and then just being able to play out of out of respect for both people you know, they pay you a certain amount and you can crack on and get the project done, but maybe it does take you a week because that's, that's just the time that you have to uh, allow for that project to be completed or you're backed up two projects deep. So the first day you can get to it is in a week. Most people don't work in jobs like that. Like Al, if a client came to you and said, we would like a rebrand of our company and you went, yeah, you know what? We could comfortably do that in six months. We'll get back to you with final product in three for edit rounds, and we'll see you in six months. Like That's not how it works at all. <laughs> that's not how the business world works. Um, but these these things like uh, how you perceive time, Al, or, or how you can look at your life like this, it's the kind of, I don't want to say aspirational again, but there's something beautiful. There's something beautiful about being, you know, 60 or 70 years old and being able to look back and just go, 
Yeah, you know what? I didn't take it too serious, and I didn't let people push me around on how tight of a deadline or Steve, like you're saying with Alex, not telling you like, we have to get a hundred done by this day. He's just like, we'll get as much done as we can. That's, that's such a beautiful idea that your time is precious. And he didn't tell you like, no, fuck you for having stuff to do on Tuesday. You have to be here and do this because my time is more important than yours. Yeah. Like that's a, that's a huge degree of mutual respect. That you've clearly earned or that he has for you, but that's not, that's not very typical. And I I like to know that it, even if I'm sleeping three or four hours a night, that's my choice of what to do with my time. It may not be healthy by some people's standards, but it's what works for me. And I'm, I'm trying to balance the idea that I'm working pretty much full time for Jim. I'm trying to optimize the time that I'm not working. Better than I used to five, 10 years ago. So for you, you having someone that you're working with or working for that respects your time is amazing. Yeah. I I hope we can all get there. And, you know, it is one of those goals that I think a lot of people are pushing for, but it's just so atypical. Yeah. And, and again, like I say, that, that's one of the reasons why I, I find myself or I, I feel like I'm extremely, lucky to be in the position i'm in um because working with someone like that is it's it's a fucking rarity and it's an mm-hmm. absolute godsend because yeah if if he stressed out and was like oh no you need to do this you need to do that you need to we're not going to get any more stuff done so there's no yeah. point in in doing all that um and and i think uh the changing track slightly the the point you made about um but about going being, <laughs> yeah, well done. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, it being your choice, how you spend your time, that was one of the things I think. I think I might have actually spoken to Al about it the other day, um, as in you, not as in him. Uh, but the fact that, um, like, there's so many of my friends that, uh, yeah, that they're they're playing, uh, they've completed whatever game it is, or. You know they've they've watched all these films and and everything else. And I'm like, how the fuck do you have time for that? Because yeah, you know, by the time I've done the the job and then walked the dog and then done that and then done that and then edited this and then gone over there and done that and then sent that email and then gone down the workshop for half an hour. So it's, like, it's it's fucking midnight. How do you get that? How where where does that extra time for you come in? And it's just a case narcissism. <laughs> It's, it's just a case of like how they choose to spend their time. They, you know, if if they choose that actually they work nine to five when they get in, fuck it, that's all they're doing. They're just going to sit down and watch TV, or they're just going to play that game, or, or they're they're just going to go around the gym for three hours, or they're just going to do that. It's it's their choice, and that and and I think that's it, it's a really interesting thing to see how people's choice of how they spend their time changes. Um, depending on on their experiences and <laughs> oh what <laughs> it just ended yeah okay <laughs> I, was... I, guess, I guess that's the end of everything <laughs> uh yeah so i i kind of stopped because i wanted to read what brett had put but yeah <laughs> <laughs>
shit. Steve is the easiest to distract. You're so easy to distract. All I'm doing is putting Back to the Future quotes into the chat. Stop reading them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, Have you guys got anything else to say? Because I'm now completely derailed. Well, this is... (laughs) Jesus Christ. I feel like this is one of those topics that we get on every now and then that is is an absolute can of worms. Like this could go on for hours yeah. and hours and hours, and it's very cyclical, much like time. And wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff. Um, I, I think from from my humble perspective, the the main thing that comes out of a conversation like this is what are you doing with your time, and like make it. Make it worthwhile. And I did such a bad job of that. Again, this is all perspective based on, on my feelings nowadays. But I was do, I was wasting a lot of time when I was young. And not, not that I needed to be more productive, quote unquote, social productivity scale. I'm just saying like I didn't enjoy my time when I had it. When I had it available to myself, when I could choose what to do with my time. I don't think I did a good job with it when I was younger, and I'm really trying to do a better job of that now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a, a very good kind of um, wrap-up sort of point to make because um, I, I kind of feel the same. Like, like I said, there was I was doing a lot of stupid shit when I was younger, and I don't mean in the kind of uh, sense of going out and, and doing dumb stuff. I just meant I, I made a lot of bad decisions because it was, you know, I chose to, to work too much rather than going out and enjoying my time. You mm-hmm. know, I, I chose that when I did have free time, I was catching up on sleep rather than going out with my friends. Yeah. And yeah. that sort of stuff. And, and I think it's, it's very easy for people to look back and go, Oh, I've wasted my time because I wasn't doing anything, but I think not doing stuff is important as important for your kind of uh, the way that we develop as as doing stuff so i think everyone no matter what they do is always going to look back and always going to have uh not not necessarily regrets but they're always going to look back and go kind of wish i'd done something else with that time but it you only get that with hindsight like it's not something that you can ever um you can never foresee it until you've got that experience to know, actually, I know that if I, if I spend that whole Sunday sitting and watching cartoons, I'm going to regret it. That's a lie. I'd never regret that. <laughs> but uh, not unless it's some really terrible cartoons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that even then probably still going to enjoy it. It's that observer effect all over again, though. Yeah, it's like, oh, if you think too far ahead and not do the experience that that you just want to do like you're going to change yeah. the outcome anyway. So just yeah. fucking do it. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's fucking spiffing. Uh, well, we don't spa. Yep. Go on. Cool. Uh, which means that I am first this week, so I am going to spiff someone completely unrelated to everything that we've just been talking about. Uh, basically, this guy followed me on Instagram about two weeks ago, and I was like, oh, it, look, 
he looks like an interesting dude. I'm going to have a look at his profile. And the stuff on his profile is fucking awesome. Uh, he's basically he's a Polish um, armor maker. Um, his Instagram bio is will forge armor for money, which that's it. And I fucking love it. Um, he's on Instagram. He's the radio slouse. And I'm not even going to try and pronounce his actual name. Uh, but yeah, um, he's got a YouTube channel. I've not actually watched it yet, but his uh, his Instagram is really, really cool. Lots of um, awesome bits of kit that he's he's making. Um, um, how, do spell, how do you spell Radio Slouse? Come on. Uh, so R-A-D-O-S-L-A-U-S. So Radoslav Sizewski. Radoslav Yes. Yes. That's the guy. Ooh. But yeah, makes some really cool stuff. Also seems to forge constantly with a pipe in his mouth, which (laughs) I also approve of. Oh, Um, a pipe. But, uh, but yeah, no, just looks like a really cool guy. Um, So go check him out. Uh, Spa, that means Brett, you're next. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to spiff on, I don't think we've done them before, but JD Apex Welding. He's going to be teaching oh, yeah. the class along with Jody for the next two weekends. Uh, but honestly, I, I have such an enjoyable time watching what he does on social media stuffs. Um, and he's become my new uh, little favorite game is what is JD watching in the background? The last thing he was watching that he puts up on a TV while he's working on big gigs was Rick and Morty. <laughs> and I always just get to send him like, you're great. You watch all the good things. Uh, but it's kind of a blast from the past because I haven't seen JD since he helped work on the uh, barn doors for the barn. Oh. And that was kind of the first thing to to get done quote unquote a while ago. And so this will be the first time that I've gotten to see him since, yeah, we, we crossed paths at spring make, but just out of, out of happenstance, you know, me coming here and making the decision to do this. I met JD through this whole situation that I'm in. And now he's teaching a class, which whatever i'm putting it all together from these crazy experiences and how time has gone and now i'm going to spend the next two weekends hanging out with somebody that i find quite delightful if you don't follow him it's apex welding on instagrams uh if if you want to watch all the fun stuffs nice nice jd's great he's just a great guy he has a fantastic beard (laughs) (laughs) yes he does uh cool uh al what about you so um this struck me as we were talking about sort of um Brett, you were saying about kind of time is the only real kind of currency we have and you only have a certain amount of it and it's what you do with it that matters. Um I I said all some, that? not some I I, I, t- I churched it up for you a little bit. <laughs> um the there's someone that I've spiffed several times and, and he deserves it every time. Um uh but basically recently he's um had an idea for a festival for people, um, for makers. Uh, and it's kind of a, an in-between between all the fairs that we go to and all the kind of big events. It was just more of a kind of, um, 
like a get together, nothing big, nothing planned, nothing fancy. Um, but Joe from Average Joe just had an idea for this maker festival, and it was just really humble, and it really kind of nailed home what Joe is about. Um, and it was just about spending time with people. Um, and I think that's the greatest thing that any of us can do with our time at the moment is um, give it to other people, um, whether that's just in terms of helping them, teaching them, um, you know, giving them company or the opposite, giving them space. You know, you can give people time in terms of time alone. That's also healthy. Um, but I think Joe kind of really hit the nail on the head. He was saying like, he's not, he's not running this event. He wants to make any money. He doesn't have any money. And that's the whole point. Um, (laughs) He he can't afford to do anything or put on an event, but what he does have is time and that's what he's giving up. So I think that, that as a kind of currency is, 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 is great. And I think, more people should follow suit. Um, so you all know Joe. If you don't know Joe, Average Joe's joinery on YouTube. Um, go check him out. But yeah, I think he, he had a nice message. It's just very simple. Just time is what you can give up. Yeah. No, that's a very, very good shout. Uh, we love Joe. Um, cool. Yes. Uh, that brings us to any other business. Any other business from YouTube? If I, can't, cats, I can't see you. So. If cats were any use, they'd be in the police force and the army like dogs. Yes, it's very true. Oh my god! Why would you do this at the end of the episode? I want words about that. <laughs> no, it's true. Can't, oh. can't argue with that. Uh, cool. Uh, anything from you, Brett? Fuck Al. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, if you want to find us, uh, you can find us on all the usual social medias. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Hello, Hack Shack! Al's Cat Shack. Al's Cat And if you want to find us as a group, uh, you can find us at FWT Podcast. And you can join the Fools with Tools Facebook group as well, where there's lots of things going on in there, including a uh, a poll on what's better, cats or dogs, which I'm just about to set up to prove <laughs> Brett wrong. He's uh, a clear winner already. Yep. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. Cats are going to win no. because Waffles is going to vote with all 17 of his Instagram accounts. <laughs> oh, no, this is on Facebook, not on um, Instagram. Oh, okay. Uh Cool. Uh, yes, in which case I will speak to you guys very soon and see the rest of you lot next week. Okay, bye! Hey! Don't hang up, you're not allowed to press the cross button. Oh. I'm not, I'm not going to press the cross button. No, it was me reminding myself. <laughs> okay. Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull in the future? Why is everything so heavy?